Today's episode is brought to you by Zoom. There's nothing like meeting face-to-face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. And connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damas. Let's get it started. All right, if you're listening to this show, hopefully it's on iHeart, but mm-hmm. also you can stream this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't... I don't know why every week seems so far away. <laughs> because we have so much to do in between tape days, it's I guess. It's a lot happening. Yeah. yeah. I woke up this morning and I said, you know what? I want to quit. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Wait, what? Everything. No, no, you need a vacation, a real vacation Sit where you're down. not working. I, I keep telling you. I love working, but I'm want I want to quit. No. Everything. I don't believe I can't, that. And I won't, but I, I want don't to. feel like you really want to. No, I mean I'll probably quit for like two days <laughs> and I'll be going through withdrawals. Why why quit? I'm just I mean I don't Are you know. disillusioned? No, I just think <laughs> I'm like I'm ready to retire. I want to retire. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yes. It's time. What, what does the retire plan look like for Jason? Well, Lee? I don't know. First it's of all, DR. everybody, well, people think like Hollywood Unlock for me is not forever. Like at some point I'm going to sell this thing and I'm going to be off doing something. But I, I woke up this today just saying like, I want to retire. Let me tell you something. I do not believe that for a single second. Yeah. You're, you built the brand. You thought, you know, when it gets to a value, a valuation of maybe like a hundred million, one fifty, or something three, like three that. Three to five. Okay, three to <laughs> three hundred to five hundred million. Then you were going to check out. However, I do know people that have started a brand and it became very successful and they're like, hey, once it gets to this point, mm-hmm. I'm hands off, I'm done, I'm selling it. And then they thought about how somebody else would run the brand mm-hmm. and they were like, they're going to run it into the ground. I can't, I can't. I'm not married to that. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, let me be very clear. This is a build to sell business. I'm not married to it. Uh, I am, I, you know, because at some point, like we've been doing this show for three, let me be clear. I'm not retiring right now, mm-hmm. but you know, it's sort of like when you have a kid, I would assume mm-hmm. at some point you wanted to get the fuck out of your house yeah, just so you could go live your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I mean, in the teenage years, probably when they start talking back and empty net. shit to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm in my teenage years with Hollywood. He's <laughs> talking mm-hmm. shit to you. I mean, I mean, it's, it, you know, I think it's also just like, I think that things don't move at the same pace that maybe I do. So mm-hmm. it's just really frustrating. People will see the outside of running a business mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Mm. You, you got something coming up and I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait until you have the woes that I do. No, you, I'm going to no, be sitting no, back honey, laughing the, at the you. Money, the money has ne- is not rolling in and I'm already going through it. You know, like it's, 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 we already know what it is yeah. an event, and we're going to tell you guys very, very soon just have to get all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, mm-hmm. and but you know. But the infancy stages, the, where you are with what you're go- what you're doing, is the fun. It's it's overwhelming, but it's really fun because it's like being pregnant and then your baby's gonna be born. Yeah, motherfucker, have been two years old and ten years old in my house at this point. Hollywood yeah. unlocked, like <laughs> motherfucker. How much longer do we got? Yeah, you well, know. I'm lucky that I've been able to watch the process you know um watch it you've been in it i, I mean i've you been was right in, here no i know i've been in it but then you know when the accident happened there was the outside looking in when hollywood unlock got taken down like that 
caused you enormous <laughs> amount of stress, I know. I've been able to see how you've handled things and how things have come up that I could never have anticipated. You know, so I'm fortunate in that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like, I'm really lucky. Um, but the whole build a brand thing, I, I, I I'm. It's I'm, yeah, no, I'm going to believe it when I see it. I gave myself till 50 to be in this business, mm. honestly. That's a, good, no, that's a good point. Yeah, no, because I don't want to be one of these, you know, one of these women in this business that is that has to work. Yeah, like that reporter on Channel 7 who has oh. that hairdo from 1970. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that nigga needs a goddamn bald fade. I don't know who needs a to taper that nigga fade. When If I ever go to KTLA or whatever channel that is, I'm bringing him some clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what people don't understand about the entertainment business is you know when you you fund your dreams mm -hmm. you know there is no 401k plan there is no social security there is no safety net you know what i'm saying so you fund your dreams and you you know you can make mistakes along the way that could be very costly mistakes <laughs> i just do not want to have to you know be in the the cattle call of auditions when i'm 50 i'm sorry when i'm 50 i want to travel i mean the world. unless you want to you know unless you want to I, some you know some actresses out there that sixty seventy years no, old they, they no, still no, getting no. that bank exactly those they're doing just fine yeah, because it's by choice yep, mm -hmm. I do not want to have to do you know this yeah. survive in this business because it is not that kind to women as we age it's not kind to anybody it's, it, but, but mostly women of especially and especially women of color it's, and gay people yeah it's just it's not kind I mean, we run the industry but yet we still i mean there's still levels like one i think raising money and people are listening you know you're going to start businesses or you have ideas of starting mm -hmm. businesses this is just the woes you're going to go through mm -hmm. of course fighting through it is worth it mm -hmm. but i mean like you know raising money learning about being black like you learn that you're black when you're raising money because mm -hmm. people remind you that you, <laughs> you, you, you ain't worthy serious mm -hmm. and you think about stories like a trump who's like trump now the president and all that mm -hmm. but i mean he rose to power through having loans from his daddy i yeah. didn't have nobody to loan me you know a million dollars or do whatever and i yeah. think that it, you work harder when you're black you work harder when you're gay and black mm -hmm. and i feel like you know to get to that 500 million dollar valuation and people saying well how do you sell hollywood unlocked for five million you can google uh pop sugar was purchased by a company called uh rakuten i believe mm -hmm. r-a-k-u-t-e-n for mm -hmm. 580 million dollars damn mm -hmm. you have to get into subscription so we're looking like we're rebuilding the whole brand now like the whole site is getting rebuilt then mm -hmm. you apps so ip mm -hmm. you know looking at original content looking mm -hmm. at subscription we're launching a music festival then there's tv stuff so i think just because there's so many moving parts yeah and if you think about it when you don't have you know the infrastructure you don't have the infrastructure to support that growth you really have to take a deep breath and back up and go okay we just went national here so we need to grow that thing but yeah. then we also have aspirations to get the show or you know and and other stuff on tv mm -hmm. TV's changing. So I think it's just managing all that. It just gets overwhelming. And then you're just like, you know, I got eight more years. 50 is a good year for me to get up out of here. Yeah, mm. that's I, I really had to think that to myself because I've given, you know, about two decades to this business. Um, and it has definitely been a roller coaster. Um, I'm, I'm extremely content right now is because I'm doing what I love. I'm doing it with people that I love. It's it's a really great thing. But I mean, I'd say that this has been like the best time of my almost my whole life in yeah. this in this business. That's good. And you you're know? and you're young and you're building your brand outside of this brand. Hell yeah! I mean, look, fifty seems like a good time. Hopefully, before that, you know, get out of this game. But you got so much time. Young. So much. But the thing is, when you <laughs> when you turn fifty, you're not going to want to give it up. No, I'm no, I'm gonna, no, you. no. I'm gonna do it's other a, shit. 
Okay. I want to do other shit. You just don't want to have to work. Yeah, I don't want to have to work in this business and go to the cattle call auditions and like have and have to you know need people to mm-hmm. pr- provide a job for me. I want I mean, to. Shit, have, we don't need people now. I know, but I want to have uh, you know provided you know created my own um, mm-hmm. opportunities, let them grow, you know, and then flourish and then okay bye and i think it's important as a young black man as a black woman as a black man gay black man to be an entrepreneur to be be a business owner to be an employer to provide opportunities for other people and you know i mean like today's show i think is important because we talk about raising money Mm -hmm. and like realizing that there's discrimination and racism and classism in raising capital of Mm. course Evelyn Lozada, I've been trying to get her on this show for mm-hmm. a while. She's going through a whole conversation around colorism yeah. and you know that that's yeah. been thrown at her. And so we had a private conversation kind of leading up to today. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad that she's you know had the courage to come on this show because you know we ask anything we want. Yeah, yeah, we do. I've got a couple of questions. Um, she, I mean, she's lovely, but I, there's some questions that I that I have that I've always wanted to mm-hmm. ask her that I think. Um, a part of our audience is going to want to know the answers to them. Um, well, yeah. So I'm looking forward to you okay. know bringing her in. And finally, we got the beautiful Evelyn Lozada in the building. Finally. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I low-key have been stalking you into this interview. Like, I've been in your DMs for, I don't know, probably over a year now. <laughs> well, every time, I feel like every time you reached out, I was actually filming. So, or out of town. Yeah, or out of town. So, but I am officially here, and Working. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we've had a couple of your castmates on the show. We've had uh, Ju- uh, Jackie Christie was on. She was uh-huh. like our sixth episode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Tammy. I missed that day though. I wasn't here. Or I was away because of the accident. Mm-hmm. But I missed that. But and we've had Ju- uh, t- uh, 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 Jackie's daughter Takari <laughs> Takari on the show. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what I'd we had first. I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You know, and I've met your daughter. Oh, What's your daughter's Janice? name? Shanice. Shanice. Yeah. I was gonna say she's beautiful. Thank you. Like gorgeous. You and so I go much. to Miami all the time, and you know I'm gay, so I'm not looking at women, but you know <laughs> I do see them from time to time. But me and Floyd were at the Fountain Blue one time, and she was standing out there, and I mean, like in the sea of people, she stood out. Oh, yeah. How, how is that? You know, having a daughter grow up, and you know kind of have that Become energy. a woman. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, you know, that's... Well, I mean, it still trips me out. You know, my daughter is 26 years old. I mean, four years, she'll be 30. So for me to have a 30-year-old mm. is... Is she 30? She's 26. Almost, almost 30. She's 26. Wait, and you're 43. I'm 43. I had her at 17. So you're 42, mm-hmm. 42, I'm 42, you're 43. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel 42, but y'all don't look 40... What is looking 43 even these days? It's I guess, gone. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, like it used to be. Yeah, the, pers- the the idea that, you know, a woman over the age of 40 has one foot in the grave is so <laughs> no, antiquated. It really is. It's over. Like, we're, you know, 40-year-olds are giving 20-year-olds a run for their money, for real, for real. Yeah, and I think with health and fitness and yeah. information mm-hmm. that we have out now, you know, we're able to kind of just, you know, stay ahead of it and really take care of ourselves, which is important for me. Mm-hmm. So, what, so what is your workout regimen? Because so you're, my, you're every, a everybody, everybody that doesn't see you behind this table, you're snatched yeah. all the way. So, um, I eat pretty pretty clean so that's number one you're not vegan though or i'm not vegan what is eating clean though so eating clean is not really eating fast food you know i don't (sighs) eat any fried you know foods or whatever french fries well she she, every once in a while she'll have some really once in a blue but it's probably like if my son's having it i may have like a few like the 80 20 rule yeah exactly so you know i mean we do you know we train we lift i lift like maybe three times a week four Mm. times a week then with my daughter she has introduced me to classes she's big on 
hot yoga and those type of things. Um, hot Pilates is another one. So, um, so yeah, so we kind of try to mix it up soul cycles. So just to keep it interesting. Have you ever so. seen Beyonce at soul cycle? I have never seen Beyonce at Soul Cycle. She goes. I know, I know. You and know which I know one she the, goes to? Yes, I we do. We ain't gonna talk about it, but I've been no. sitting outside the yeah, gym. I, I, I'm I, waiting. I, I, you know what? I did I did a class with that instructor She's and good, it right? was literally like a um like a spiritual like ride. Like you're like riding for dear life, wanting to cry and shit. So it's like it's I'm, good. But I've never seen her though. I'm not a soul cycle disciple. She came to my thirtieth birthday though. Really? Yes. I would have fell the fuck out. Yeah, so my ex, uh Antoine, was very good friends. Oh, I think still is with Jay. And we um he surprised me for my thirtieth birthday at um is it the Shore Club in Miami? Yeah. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So I had a party yeah, there yeah. and they came to my thirtieth birthday, which is you know, which was crazy. See, this is why I need Beyonce to know. You need to know how you're being used <laughs> out here. Because Kaiser did the same thing to Takara's so, yeah, birthday. Yeah. Using Beyonce. If, if anybody's listening, please surprise me and bring her. Then that would be it. <laughs> no, but uh no, you know, I I'm really glad that you're here. Um Thank you. because we've talked recently, you know, um, yeah. And just connecting to you, and I ran into you at the Grove. It was so funny because I was having lunch at a restaurant, and this fan comes up and says, "You want the tea?" I go, well, "What the fuck's the tea?" <laughs> <laughs> people think I want the tea all day. Like right. I don't give a fuck what people are doing. And she's like, "Evelyn Lazada's down there at the Cheesecake Factory." I'm like, "Well, I hope she's enjoying." But her that's meal. not the tea. That's just stalking somebody. <laughs> but that's I mean, like, funny. not tea. So I DM'd her. I'm like, "Yo, if you're at the Cheesecake Factory, I happen to be right down the street. Like, come on." But right. we we met, and you know, yeah. you've always been um, so lovely. And you're actually thank one you. of my favorite people on the show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, when you went to own, I thought Oprah was going to, you know, <laughs> baptize you <laughs> and make you all new. I was like, I don't know. But did, when you went to own, did you think, did you feel a sense of like, I have to change? Or was it like one of those things where like, because I know what Oprah and the Oprah effect does. Well, it makes you grow and makes you think and evolve. This was, you, just to preface, this is the show that you were going to get with Chad, correct? No, 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 no. no. So or this I, was Ayanla uh, Fix My Life. Yeah, so I did okay. Ayanla Fix My Life. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And she, I mean, look, she, we met at a crazy, crazy point in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was on the fifth season of Basketball Wives. You know, my relationship with Chad was very, very public and ending. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of chaos and craziness at the time. So I did want to change. You know, I didn't, you know, I took two years off of my life at that point. So she really helped me with that transition. So when I did those interviews with her, because I trusted her with my story, because mm -hmm. um, I wanted to be transparent and real and, and you know, because it was a lot of negativity too surrounding what happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then because of that, then Owen was interested in, in me having my own show, which was great because it was about my kids, my family. I was with, you know, Leo's father at the time. So my life did change at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in, you know. But you didn't engaged. have you didn't have the chaos of a of a whole cast around you no, that no, wasn't like no, intimately no. in your life like no, that. No, it was more so just about myself, my kids, my life, and and you know I talked about my miscarriage. We were filming as I was miscarrying a baby, so Ooh. it was more just deep and personal and 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 just more real mm. to what my life mm. really is. Mm. <laughs> well, which is crazy because I feel like when you're on a show like Basketball Wives or in my case, Love and Hip Hop, people do put us in a box and expect like your whole life every single day you live everywhere you walk every conversation you have is all chaotic and they don't no. understand like these are scenes that are set up to create conflict yeah. or a conversation that typically leads to conflict yeah. and at times combat but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's like the totality of who you are as a person exactly it's like look we filmed the show 
in real life outside of the show and i say in real life because you know the things that happen on the show are real situations mm-hmm. i'm always like i'm not an actress mm-hmm. i you know i don't read lines like this is how i react to certain things it's not always the greatest but you know <laughs> outside of the show I don't put myself in these situations. You know, I'm not around certain people. You know, anybody that knows me and works for me, I'm always with my kids. I'm mm-hmm. always with my family. I'm always, I mean, even when you saw me, I was with my kids. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not out in the clubs. I'm not clickish. I'm not, you know, in the scene. You know, I filmed the show and I literally go back home into my normal life. Yeah. I wanted to piggyback off of what Jason was saying because that was one of my main questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being on reality TV as long as you have and the you know, the idea of Basketball Wives and Love and Hip Hop. I was on reality TV at one point, the show called uh, Blood, Sweat and Heels. And the mandate, you know, was that we were supposed to be the antithesis of, you know, the opposite of these two shows because we didn't want to perpetuate the notion that black women can only solve conflict through combat, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that people are kind of used to seeing you, you know, being involved in. Um, Have like, I guess one of my, it's like a two part question, but like the main question would be like, how do you respond to the fact that, you know, some people do think that you help to perpetuate that stereotype that, you know, women of color only know how to solve conflict with their fists. And the other parts of that question is, is that encouraged on set? Yeah. It's never in. I mean, obviously, we know drama sells. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. we were not on a show and there wasn't conflict or people. Nobody watched that shit. Yeah, if if, if nobody, you know, if we didn't have <laughs> arguments. And I mean, it would be boring, you mm-hmm. know. And and then people are brought onto the show to shake shit up sometimes, and you never know who that person sure is. Don't. And you, you know? don't know who the target is going to be. Mm-hmm. I know. And every season, I I could film a season I am at a point where I could do nothing and I'm still going to be on the show mm-hmm. so you know I and just show my life and can, and, no can know. I say why because in many respects you are the show fans when we post you they and because we posted you know we're going to get talking to it a little bit but when we posted some of the stuff you've been going through lately people are like I don't give a fuck Evelyn's the show <laughs> yeah when you left the show I was really mad because you Tammy and uh Jackie, like just the three of y'all in anything, y'all could be talking yeah. about grocery shopping. I'd be like, these bitches about to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love it because you. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I don't love necessarily the fighting, you know, because I don't even like. Conf- I'm on a show with combat, and I don't even like to be in fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real yeah. shit does happen, though. Mm-hmm. It does, and I, you know, I was just having a conversation with Shoni the other day. I'm like, I literally come on every season, like I'm. I'm chilling. Like, that, I'm gonna be cool. That's why I wanted like, to ask. What are your triggers? Because you know, doing this are long, my kids. Any, you know, my triggers are my kids. Real personal things that have happened to me. You know, it's like, and I'm not sitting up here saying, "Oh my God," I'm like, you know, I'm a target. I mean, I know what I'm getting paid for. It's just part of the fucking process. Mm-hmm. You know, but yes, people do you know, come at me and say certain things. You know, and yes, when it comes to my babies, it's like. All right, all bets off. The truth of the matter mm. is, is that you know, when you hard. when That's you fair. are when you are as visible as you are, when you are you know quote unquote the star of the show, the lesser knowns they're coming for you mm-hmm. on purpose, right? You know, it happened I, to me. Yeah. They're to make like, a name for no, no, because they want the storyline, and as ah. long and if they can't get, if they can't get 
however they can entangle themselves with you, yes. that's how they know that they're going to get mm-hmm. all, all, the, all the camera time for themselves. Yeah, and as much as I say to my, and I know this, mm-hmm. you know, I know this, but we're also filming six months and it's constant stuff on top of stuff. And it's like, it builds and it builds and it builds. And then it's like, you're at a point where you're just like, you know what? Fuck this yeah. shit. You know? So it's really hard no matter you know how you come into a season you know even on the reunion it's like i said to myself you know what i know you know certain people want attention and i tried so hard into maybe the very last segment because certain <laughs> things were brought up and i was like i can't be quiet it's it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. so. and people don't realize again you know and i'm not saying all of this to set up any excuses or anything like that i'm just for people that are watching you know the audience has the privilege of sitting in their homes and judging the entertainment that you will not turn away from mm-hmm. you will not turn away from evelyn on basketball wives if if evelyn is on there and the thing that people don't realize is if you have a scene in day one of filming of a six-month show Mm -hmm. and somebody, you know, there's some shade. Over the six months of this person talking about you to this person in the scene now talking about and you show up and have to shoot with these people, if you're a real motherfucker, you ain't going to have a lot of shit to say. I know. And that's going to create tension and somebody's going to say something and then you get what everybody tunes in every week to watch. Yeah. Right. It's 1,000%. But you started started by saying that you start every season with the notion that (laughs) What? Finish that. Because I want you to... I well, think- I start off, you know, usually, you know, when I come into a season, I, I think about the things that I want to film, which is, you know, obviously my family life, you know, anything that I have going on with foundation, you know, just trying to find a balance because I do know just, I mean, I'm a mother, you know, I have you know, things that I work on, businesses, books. So I want to be able to showcase those things and show that, look, we're not just, you know, these women on a show that just want to argue with each other, but shit, you just have some some cast members. And like you said, new people that come on the show that want that camera time. And as, as much as you try to deflect, you know, you can, you're going to catch me on the wrong day and, and then you'll get what you want. So it's, it's tough, though, because it's like, you know, I battled with it a lot. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, Jackie's daughter here who was very open about their relationship. And I thought she did a, f- a phenomenal job of expressing her side of everything. And I did call Jackie to say, hey, heads up, interviewed your daughter because I love Jackie and she's right. always been good to me. And I'm like, she told her truth because this is what that platform is. People mm-hmm. get to tell the truth. And she was okay with that, but she I, she got a lot of love from fans who felt like finally her voice was being heard. Yeah. You caught a lot of criticism for helping her, which appeared <laughs> to be genuine. Yeah, um, It wasn't like you put it on blast or put it all out there. Why do you think you caught all the flag for that? I don't know. Well, when we started, when I donated the money to help her, um, the baby, mm-hmm. the, her child that ended up getting burned, you know, it was there was really no talks of me coming back to the show. And again, I don't have to do this to come back to the show. You know, if I want to mm-hmm. come back, I can come back. So, you know, I helped her. I didn't know that it was going to become a thing. Then the very first time that we film and the very first time that I see Jackie, she brings it up. So what am I? So- From the new This Time Tomorrow podcast, available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us as we explore a future full of possibilities in the age of 5G. Let's imagine a situation where every automobile has got 5G connectivity inside. You're driving and you slam on the brake because there's something else that's right in front of you. Today, the only way that everyone else knows that you slammed on the brake is maybe the person behind you saw a red light. Well, instead, now you slam on the brake and the wireless message is sent out to all the vehicles around it. 
and they all know that you braked on it so now you start seeing safety uh, features come up as a part of this uh, wireless communications this time tomorrow is presented by T-Mobile for business today T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with 30 billion dollars invested in an advanced network designed to deliver the breadth of mobility we need business is changing learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com supposed to do then it became a storyline because she brought up me donating the money and were you trying to make me look bad so and that was when you first came back right yes and i felt like you were being a little nice like you were being, I, well, you were being very sensitive she, she, came, she came back very hakuna I, matata yes. like i'm gonna be the peacemaker <laughs> here. Oh, i was screaming at the tv i'm like um well, you did nothing wrong yeah, yeah and it was it, it was so i had the situation with her and then i had words with tammy so it was a lot because for several years i was so far removed from it so mm-hmm. now I'm I'm on this ensemble cast mm-hmm. with these women and it's like it was it was a lot so yes I didn't know how to process it because I was 3 years or so detached from it but yeah I didn't understand why I was explaining myself like <laughs> um I tried to I just donated money to to help with the medical bills mm-hmm. cuz you know I know that it's a lot and when I saw her grandson's photo online mm-hmm. I was so devastated as a mother I was like shit that's horrible mm-hmm. to have to go through and that you, and you handled it privately you you helped privately privately I just you know I I donated the money and I guess you know it says your name I just donated two days ago to her mom that was going to get evicted like I'm not posting oh my god I did this you're not clout. Yeah, yeah. you're not looking for clout you no, don't need all of that to No cuz I know God doesn't want you to do stuff for mm-hmm. clout so I do it because I want to but, but is there a reason why you know Jackie didn't like why you were you know financially helping the situation and why Jackie was Yeah, she talked about it on the show. They had had a falling out yeah. and she wasn't being she didn't feel like she was being supported and there was all all this internal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Evelyn stepped up as as a person who has compassion. She I'll says, tell you. As a parent. There yeah. was, there was mm-hmm. a black boy the other day on Instagram in Detroit standing in front of a store selling art and I I immediately posted on Hollywood and like yeah. I'm trying to find this kid to send him money. Yeah. God yeah. forbid it turn into a headline that is negative, yeah. like mm-hmm. a negative headline. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which people would believe anything they read. <laughs> well, but that's what bothers me. Okay, so I do have one thing. I I I, I am mad at you about something. So, when this whole OG <laughs> when this whole OG thing happened, and I don't want to set this up as a colorism's not a real deal because colorism as we all know is a real issue. Mm-hmm. We're we're blacker people of color and we know what, what colorism is real. But I feel like with the with social media and the internet, especially with people sitting back in the comfort of their own homes yeah. or whatever, once you throw race out or somebody yells race or you yell a gay or this or that people take sides based on how passionately they feel about a topic mm-hmm. right me too another one i've said uh and i feel like whether there's facts that support or don't support it is a non issue because the court of public opinion sets their own right. jury yeah. yeah and i also look you know what drives me crazy we live in a day and age that i could put a false narrative out about any of you guys and it will if be tomorrow, you know, yeah and if tomorrow i wanted to destroy shawnee's life because whatever we had a falling out mm-hmm. and i wanted to say some fucked up shit about her and destroy her life i could cuz guess what people are going to believe me and even if it wasn't me anyone else could put something in a forum leak some bullshit to her blog and it's frustrating mm-hmm. cuz it's like without any evidence or any you, you don't know, need evidence these yeah, days yeah it's like yeah. you just believe people don't want the facts news. though the facts seem to be boring today it's mm-hmm. like oh i just want to believe this story you can clear it up and everything but they're going to lean on 
but, but this is why I got mm-hmm. mad at you because I don't know you in r- real life. Like we don't hang out. We've never party, which is the, which is sad. But we've never hung out. We you don't can talk. party at my house. I'll I'm come, always home. I'll come over. <laughs> we we don't know each other personally. But what what I but I know you from TV as yeah. a lot of people do. And I look at you like you're tough. You don't take no shit. If, if a motherfucker comes for you, you gonna come for them. And we had a call when the OG thing happened, and you were so emotional over being blamed. For the perception that yeah. you were being racist, I was, and I felt like, like on one hand, you really can't come out and attack her for lying because then people are going to just add to the fire. I, but then privately, you were so like emotionally distraught by the perception that you would even be that kind of person. So yeah. I just, it I, was, it was just how I felt like she was just doing too much. You know, we film, we argue, shit happens, but this was going on after we were done filming Mm -hmm. you know so i'm kind of like what is your angle and 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 you know yes so then it started becoming i felt like you know your mind sometimes gets the best of you you think it's something way bigger than what it is so that's why you know i had reached out because i'm like okay how do i handle this situation because yes we are sensitive to you know the colorism and racism and i understand the day and age that we live in but at the same time i've done reality tv for such a long time somebody just doesn't show you know um racist traits just overnight you Mm -hmm, know i'm mm -hmm. puerto rican you know uh, my kids are black you know my foundation does you know a lot of work with minority women it's like how are you Put it, how, why are you even... How are you able to, so, like, how are you, how are, how is it so possible Mel- that, that Melissa, this, set it up so people yeah. know, that don't know what we're talking about. Set it up. Okay, so on the show, there's a new cast member. Um, she's referred to as OG. Apparently, you had uh, come under fire for referring to her as a monkey on Instagram. No. Um, and, and that's, yeah. we'll get that, to that. That was the okay. narrative. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the narrative. Could, okay. um, fans accused Lazada of having a colorism complex and felt that she insinuated OG looked like an animal one that is normally associated with people of color who have darker complexions. Um, and many also felt that OG was being labeled as aggressive, um, you know, due to having darker skin. Um, it's also been speculated you got a restraining order against her. Um, and you've also been under fire for using the N-word after old tweets were pulled um, of you saying that you weren't black, but now, you know, okay, the whole effort. Yeah, so that to, was going to be one of my, that was going to be one of my questions yeah. is it seems like it's a very recent thing yeah. that you are identifying as Afro-Latina and most people would say it's because of this. You're right. trying to diffuse mm. the situation. So which, which one do you want to touch Wait, on Wait, but this first? is what I was saying and I really want you to take your time yeah. to explain it. Like, yeah. let's slow let's, it down. Yeah, there's a few things going on. Let's, okay, slow, let's slow it down because it. I know the answer to one of those things but I want, okay, to, so I want you to slow it down and just like explain it. Yes, okay, so let's talk about the post. Okay. So I posted on September 11th you know how sometimes you just want to post the caption, and I'm not even big. I'm not like a, I. I know sometimes people are always posting captions, but I decided to post this fucking caption, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I search in my phone, laughing gif, laughing whatever it is, mm-hmm. and the little monkey was the first one, one of the first ones that came up, and it wasn't the first time I've used it. Mm-hmm. So I go and I post this um, this quote with the little laughing gift uh-huh. and that's it i didn't at anybody i didn't hashtag i didn't throw a subliminal she must have seen it and then made it about herself mm. so i'm just like i didn't even know so then i have a conversation with shawnee and she's like did you post something so then i had to think about what it was because 
honestly, I don't connect this little fucking gift on, in my phone to blacks, African Americans. Like that's not a thought in my mind mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard she was making this a thing, I'm like, well, why? You know, like, why is she doing this? So then I, I mean, I know why. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to respond mm-hmm. because, like he said, if I respond, it's adding fuel well, it becomes to a story, the story. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to get way worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look, like you said, people are going to believe what they want to believe, mm-hmm. you know? But I just thought it was so ridiculous. And I was like, I'm not even going to feed into this because I know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when it started turning a corner, I felt like, Maybe I do need to respond, yeah. you know. But I feel like no matter what I say, people are going to have their opinions. And anyway. if you don't say anything, they're going to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. It, facts. So mm-hmm. then, with the Afro-Latina stuff, mm-hmm. I—it's never—I I have never had to have this conversation. Okay. You know, for years, I mean, it wasn't my who I was and my race and where you've I never come been from. forced to define what you know what you're what you identify with never okay I have never it's never been a conversation mm-hmm. people knew I was Puerto Rican people knew I was born in Brooklyn raised in the yeah. Bronx you know so it wasn't but because we are in this day and age that we live in that everything's about race or colorism that's why we're speaking about it but it has nothing to do with this and then I really what that was connected to was when I found my grandpa two years ago and me doing DNA to find this man because we didn't know who where he was. Yeah. And me realizing, look, I know where Puerto Ricans come from. I, I know the history. Mm-hmm. But me realizing how much of, you know, how it breaks it down to you, your DNA, you are 25% this, you are this. I was blown, like I was, I knew I came from, I knew part of my roots came from the Senegal and Africa but I just didn't know how much yeah yeah so me finding out you know that was interesting to me and just you know really in the search of my grandpa was mm-hmm. when I started that two years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah the only reason why it's being discussed now it's because of you know I'm, I'm forced to kind of talk it about is, it which is crazy it's also me. a new thing that I've seen where Puerto Ricans are being even referred to as like racist I come from a Puerto Rican <laughs> neighborhood in Philly and my cousin's Puerto Rican. You met my cousin. Because His name is Rican Bull. And it's just funny to me, like, I grew up and he's been saying the N-word his whole life. And I know a lot of Puerto Ricans that say the N-word. Not saying you say it all the time. Mm-hmm. But now it's like such a big thing. Fat Joe came on our show. He uses the N-word. But, you know, I don't know if it's different. No, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you the yeah. problem. And I'll tell you something I've never even talked about on this mm-hmm. show. If people that know me know I love to help kids. Mm-hmm. I love to help kids. Yep. I think that like I, I was that that kid in a community that wanted that had dreams that nobody helped that mm-hmm. that that uh, through difficult times in my community and my brother getting murdered and I it just stifled my dreams and then finally fighting through that on my own no parents no family no nothing to make it and I want to help kids but then you know when I got into the whole fight with the barbs you know they were like oh because if you're gay and openly gay and you're talking about everything you're doing then we got to find something else so they said oh he likes little boys well so then i said you know what i'm not even helping kids i'm staying the fuck away from kids because what do i do now do i put do i do a public announcement Mm. do you do a public announcement that you (laughs) don't hate her because she's black maybe you just i mean i looked at her on the show and i feel like her bringing up chad when you were a victim of domestic violence mm-hmm. and 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 weaponizing that and using that as a tool to get you going and and then to sit back and then cry foul i just mm-hmm. feel like it's some bullshit that people weren't calling foul on until we posted a, a photo of her using the same emoji yeah you know the monkey emoji so it's like who are you calling a monkey mm-hmm. one thousand percent and we 
are all women of color. I don't give a shit if I'm Puerto Rican. Exactly. We're all the same. We're all women of color. We've never dealt with that. We have never had this conversation on the show. I don't give a fuck what side of the fence you on. You know, people come back to the show. Everybody treats, you know, production. Everybody, like, we're a cast. Mm -hmm. You know, we've never had this, we've never had to have this discussion before. And, and, you know, to start this bullshit-ass narrative because maybe something's not working out your way is foul. We have worked very hard to, we're going into, I don't even know how many seasons. It's been so long. You know, my best friend was Jennifer, black woman, African-American woman, Kristen. There's other dark-skinned women on the show. So it's like to, you know, act like, oh, I'm being singled out. No, you're you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. You're full of shit. And honestly, we are... We're offended because you are just coming on to the show and, and we feel like we've done fought tooth and nail to continue to open up our lives. And yeah, although sometimes it's not always positive, we've we've been on for a long time. So for you to try to come on to the show and try to, you know, bring this shit down because you're trying to like put something Pull out there that's up. yes, it's it's wrong. There's been there it's has wrong. been um, you know, me, I dig through comment sections. I, you know, I get some T two and Jason's not the only one. I don't read comments. And no, I have to for my job. Yeah, yeah. But um and sometimes they're fascinating. Mm. Uh <laughs> fascinating. Um but one rumor that I did hear was that, you know, the production company, the the show itself, just were really o- underwhelmed with her, and she knew it, and she knew that she was gonna be like a one season cast member, and she had to think of something immediately that was going to, turn you know, w- that was gonna turn up the volume and get people engaged and on her side, so that she wouldn't be able to be you know, easily, you know, right. removed. Right. And people think that this is what it is. You know? and it, well, we're talking about her. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what her strategy is or because you can't, if that's, if this is her strategy, you cannot shit on an entire cast and make this, like we said, a false narrative about mm-hmm. it, all of us and, and think that that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, I don't know. I, and I think I and I think also for people listening, I mean, I've just arrived at a place where like destination happiness isn't going to be dependent on everybody listening to the show. Right. Mm-hmm. You can have whatever opinion you want about me. I, I don't care. But I will say, like, if I say I think she's unattractive, which I do, that's my own personal feeling. I have five sisters. They're all it will except for Cheryl. The rest are very beautiful. Um, and I kind of feel like <laughs> he's just except, except for Cheryl. But I feel like if I look at her and I say I don't think she's attractive. It's not because she's black. Now, you use that and say, oh, he's only saying Evelyn's pretty because she's light-skinned and got long hair. No, I just personally, and we've had Amara LaNegra here. Mm-hmm. We've had, I mean, Juju is a good friend of mm-hmm. mine. I have a lot of dark-skinned female friends and, and friends in general. Who are stunning. I feel like you could just say somebody's unattractive without them being able to say it's colorism. Mm-hmm. I just feel like colorism and Me Too, like... There's just so much abuse of that now that yeah. I don't even know what's what anymore. And I think it's you know it's like she made that about herself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't associate this laughing gift to anybody, any race, any person, not even her. And I can't I can't stand her. <laughs> like, but I would never do I would never do that to somebody. But I think the know? ignorance and people not getting the fact that like for you to call her a monkey because she's black would mean you believe you birthed a monkey. One thousand percent. I mean, you know, so I just can't see how you're growing up in Brooklyn. You said right in well, the I was, Bronx. I mean, Bronx. I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in the Bronx. I mean, 
we you rub shoulders with everybody that's what we're I'm saying. on top of each other in a building it's 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 latinos puerto Rican. i mean it's puerto ricans blacks dominicans i mean we're all one we yeah. all the Fight, the fighting same. the same struggle too. yeah fighting the same struggle we have the same lingo everybody you know you there's just the way of of you know a certain swag and, and how you talk to each other it's just what it is you know so it, it's it's never you know and i also said she may not understand because you grew up in a totally different yeah. place. Mm-hmm. You know, when you grow up in an inner city and you go to school in the Bronx and just living in New York, it's like there's so many different people and there's, and, and everybody, it's just, everybody's together. It doesn't matter where you come from. Like, we but, don't look at that. But see, I've been on the other side of colorism too. Like, being black and Italian, I'll have people discredit my blackness by saying, I know you Latino. I know you Spanish. You must be I Dominican. I you Spanish too. A lot, of, a lot of people do. But, <laughs> but when I do stand for black issues that yeah. are that I feel my community my cousins my nephews yeah. and nieces people will say you ain't black enough to stand for that you ain't black enough to have an opinion if I say the the n-word they'd be like oh you can't say that word people don't understand like it's a it's a community that uses that word mm-hmm. right yeah. or wrong mm-hmm. I feel until the word is just going to be banned unilaterally all across our communities mm-hmm. it's a word in our communities that we do use so yeah. and we use it as a word of endearment you know yeah, 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 it's, a yeah. it's a colloquialism like, that's my nigga right? yeah you know yeah. that means yeah. that's your good friend right. yeah. that's how we speak yeah it's just, but you why know? get crazy over it? because you know these people listen already know that like the people judging you that yeah. are ty- typing trying to get your opinion attention they already know that so yeah. like why give it any like why were you emotional why give it any energy well i gave it well i didn't give it any energy publicly because i i know that that's what she wants mm-hmm. you know i'm discussing it here because i know you and i had this conversation but you know um because when it starts affecting deals or money and people are you know people google you before. your family your kids yeah it's like you know i don't want anyone to google me and see these bullshit ass stories and think like oh, okay well you know we can't do this hairline from the new this time tomorrow podcast available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts join us as we explore a future full of possibilities in the age of 5g my dream will be that as the technology gets better with 5G and beyond in the future is to actually transmit what the astronauts are looking uh, through the helmets. And they will be following an astronaut as they step into the surface of the moon. So imagine what it will be. I mean, just think of it for a minute. We will be there with them. This Time Tomorrow is presented by T-Mobile for Business. Today, T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with $30 billion invested in an advanced network designed to deliver the breadth of mobility we need. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. Fine with her because of this, because mm-hmm. it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like I want to say, you know, I'm setting the record straight mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm being totally transparent. And, you know, like I, I get it. People are going to have their opinions, but... Yeah, it was, that's one of, that was my, basically don't stop my bag with some bullshit, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what I felt like could potentially happen mm-hmm. if this is not addressed. Do, do, you, you, do you feel like the Afro-Latina, the, the last, the people having an opinion about you claiming to be Afro-Latina was because <laughs> they were grappling at something to just continue the narrative? I just think, I, I just find it so weird that somebody's going to tell you what you are or not, mm-hmm. and you know what you are, mm-hmm. you know? So 
I don't know what that's about. You know, maybe that's for them to figure out. I know where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where my parents come from. I know where my great grandparents come from. My great 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 grandparents. So, you know, you can't tell. There me. was there was a there was supposedly like a tweet pulled where somebody asked you like point blank, "Do you identify as black?" And you said something to the effect of like, figuratively question mark No. Right. Meaning I haven't gotten dick in a long time it wasn't in literal okay well you've heard it yeah. here that's the clarification it wasn't, it wasn't. and look at my emojis this is and i even posted on my insta story the definition of what that means nice that word. nice it's like that's why i said figuratively speaking <laughs> no yeah meaning they told evelyn me to- and this was a couple of months after my divorce because i looked at the date so yeah. whoever searched this you're reaching yeah. no reached. I, it was like five months i didn't get dick that's what I was okay, saying. But so. after today, after today, after today, <laughs> just do me a favor. Like, don't de- don't defend it anymore. Like at I'm this not. point, like the record is straight. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch this interview. It is because I feel like you know. On one hand, everybody knows if you weren't on the show, nobody would watch. That's what well, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Number two, you can look at her face and tell she's all types of struggle. And it has, and I know she's mad at us because we posted her her thing or whatever. Like she should feel privileged that she got free promo. I'm not into marketing that. I mean, let me let me just say, God bless her. She's on the show. I hope she makes it back to do whatever she's trying to do. But I hope you don't give her any more like shine Please. at all. No, I listen. I really, I didn't even want to come here and talk about her. Yeah. You know, I didn't. But I mean, I'm never gonna shy away from whatever is being asked because I'm always a a hundred percent you know so it's like look we come here we have a conversation and and that's fine you know i'm always gonna keep it real and but no i that's why i haven't said anything i haven't responded to anything because i know that that's what you want okay so and then the last question i'm gonna ask is in that scene where you were walking away and patting your vagina which i was just about to ask hold on on. i asked it first i thought it was great tv it was hilarious why do you think people Missed the fact that she was weaponizing domestic, like her uh, Chad Ochocinco, and not and knowing the experience you went through with him, like why do you think people missed that? I have no idea. I I think the highlight ended up being the pat on the pussy, you know, the pussy pat. Um, the pussy pat. So it became, you know, I guess it went from being serious to being funny. Um, I was in our group chat saying, "Is this a thing?" Like the is this is the, I is feel the, like it's an island thing. Is, is the pussy back, pad a thing? I've like did I well, did I miss it? I've seen it before. She, it was so much that was being said, but you can't tell me I'm tired when I know what I bring to the table, mm-hmm. you know? So look, but that and that's fine. We could have these moments on the show. We could argue, we could do crazy stuff, say fun stuff. I I leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know, I leave it on the you know, I leave it on the show. I don't know why people did it, you know say anything about what she and it's not the first time my domestic violence situation has been thrown same with me. rihanna i feel like people made jokes out of that when she was beat up you saw her photos people thought it was they, they what did she do what did she do first or who you know i mean i found it really distasteful that people were just focused on a false narrative that and then not focus on a very clear fact of how somebody who's gone through a very public uh domestic violence situation you were making a, a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. We're making a joke out of it. And it wasn't the first time he's been brought up, you know, and people always 
and even at the reunion it was a conversation as to well why do you communicate with your with your abuser this was seven years ago i have made peace with that situation he has gotten help and has done the work or whatever he's moved on he has new kids since then what am i gonna i'm not angry why are you still on it Mm -hmm. you know i've moved on with my life you know i haven't seen that man since that that day Mm -hmm. so you know it it, but if he's brought up on the show i always feel responsible because i know how it shakes shit up in a person's life yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm the one on the show chad's not the one on the show chad's moving on to other shit we're in sandals and working out it's like (laughs) you know what i'm saying like he's moved on and he has babies like it's just not it's not fair to him that other people on this cast wanted to bring him bring up his past to, up it, well, it's, it's just not when it comes i mean chris brown is still referred to as woman beater because of the altercation mm-hmm. with rihanna and maybe you know some other stuff that has happened um do you think that the public should you know give chad another chance just in terms of like changing their perception about him i i think people make mistakes and you if you want people to fucking forgive you for some shit that you did he hasn't been in trouble again. He's, you know, he's focused on other things. I don't know anything about his personal relationship. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to allow people to change. I Listen, I was with the life coach, and he, he, abu- he changed his life around, but he was an abuser, and he did the work, and he did classes, and he went to therapy. Mm-hmm. So you have to allow people to learn from some shit and, mm-hmm. and, and never do it again, yeah. you know? So I, I think that we would all want that to happen for us i remember and and when you talk about colorism being a black man in america is exactly that it's Mm -hmm. always being reminded of your indiscretions no matter how much work you do no matter how far you go to to become a better person there's Mm going to always be people waiting to remind you that you had a a, that you weren't shit at one point yeah Yeah. and trust me i'm not saying that this you know what he did was okay but what uh, what i'm saying is is that you know, people do make mistakes. And even after that incident publicly, he he was very apologetic. And, and you know, I know that he went to therapy because it was part of what he had to do yeah, yeah, when yeah. he got arrested. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just feel like don't quit bringing him up. You know, it's like... I, I like girl, that I you're even doing this that, here man. right now. You know, if the... For for me to watch that from the outside looking in, I wasn't messing with Chad. But to see if you got over it, it makes me feel more comfortable going, okay, you know, because I feel like if you can get over that situation, so can I. Because I wasn't even involved. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of people that's watching this situation. They're all the way on the outside and they're trying to tell you how to feel about it. Yeah, if you it's moved like people on, want I can me move to be on. angry forever mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it's like I'm not. I was angry. It was you know, hurtful and, it, you know, my family, my, my, my daughter, I didn't have my son at the time, but it, you know, I've, it, it affected both families, you know, but his kids, he has amazing kids and co- this constantly being brought up on this show because I'm on it. It's not fair to those kids. So, so Kay Michelle's a friend of the show. Yeah. She's been here a couple of times and she said his penis was built like a football. And I don't know <laughs> if we want to double down and confirm or not, but he has a big dick. This is why I love Evelyn. He does. <laughs> He does. Don't he does. He's really, say it, he's really good at what he does. That's why he has seven kids. 
do you when you when you break up with somebody do you ever do you believe in going back for sex like no you when you're done you're I'm out done i i listen i broke up with antoine never fucked him again i broke up with chad never fucked him again I broke up with Carl, never fucked him again. I move on. I don't want it no more once I'm done. Damn. That's how I, listen. I just, it, I'm it, not turned on. I'm like, I'm trying to feel something. Once we're over, you it. may as well just be a eunuch. No, but for a big penis, you would go back. No, no I don't. You a big penis somewhere else. It, that part. Yeah. But there's big penis struggle out here. There ain't big penises everywhere. No, 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 no. It is, there is a lot of ain't shit motherfuckers out here. Right. With big dicks that are yeah. like, hey, you want some dick? <laughs> hey, do you want some dick? <laughs> Yeah, Would I, you like some dick? Yeah, I call, nice to meet you. Yeah, we I want call some them dick. homeless sexuals. They need a place to stay, so you got to pull the dick up. All right. Oh yeah. So now, okay. So you're you're young. You're fly. You're famous. Uh, you have your own money. So I there's. I do not consider myself famous. You're famous. Okay. You, everybody know who you are. I, we was at the Grove. I was trying to get a picture. There were all these fans. I'm like, look. Aww. Now I'm grouped in with them. <laughs> How does a guy step to you? Like, do you do you like famous guys? Do you, will you date a regular guy? Young guys. I would date a regular. I, well, I will say there are a lot of yeah. young guys in my DMs, but that's uh, not what I want. Like young okay. rapper guys? What, what's considered no young? No rapper guys. I've had 22, okay. 23. So anything over that, right? Anything anything over that. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm, I want to go a little older, older. Like what? Like 30? Like 49? No. Why? Oh, I mean, yeah. well, it, I want a guy that's established. First of all, I'm not trying to have any more kids, so... You know, I just I want somebody that's that's probably a little older than me. Okay, so like, what what about overseas? Viagra girl. What, Viagra. what about overseas? No, no, she's <laughs> young and fly enough. She can go overseas. I know you have a friend. No, no, she could do that. But you if she want wants forty, overseas? if she wants forty nine and older, you, I mean, no, you're, at least you're, taking you're like, half a pill. No, yeah. so soccer he, player, like a soccer player, somebody. Oh God, I don't want an athlete. I did three associations already. I'm really, cool. Anthony yeah. Joshua. I think you guys would be great. He's who young. is that? The I boxer. That He's a boxer. He's, He's really attractive. No, I don't want. I don't. Really want nice guy too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Y'all go. At least I'm gonna set up a dinner. At okay. Least. You know what? At least it's her Let pussy that you're fucking picture. bartering today. Okay. I'm happy I'll, about I'll, that. I'll, <laughs> I will show you a picture. Anthony Joshua is single and he's looking for a good woman. He's Jamaican and I don't know. He's African and. I don't know what else. He's African and, and, and fine. He's fine, girl. He's and fine. And very, very, very good guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, sweet. Really nice so, guy. So you date a, you date a regular guy? I would, yes, I would date a regular guy. I mean, but he has to have a job. and, and Gainfully he, employed, he, not yeah. just a job, girl. Yeah, he has to have like his Gainfully shit together. Employed. Like, I could do okay by myself, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? And yeah, I mean, I eventually want to meet somebody that's going to love my son. My daughter's older, so, you know, but, you know, I have How, a five-year-old. Five-year-old. Yeah, so I want to be able to, you know, find a good father figure for him, too. So five years old, that means you have 13 more years of actually having them in your house. Mm -hmm. I know. And the way we're going with him, he is attached, honey. <laughs> really? But it's something different about those boys. So do you, what's different in raising him than raising your daughter? Um, He's just everything he has a lot of energy you know everything he's into you know my daughter i was with her in salons and doing nails and kind of girly things and with him i'm at the baseball field all day every day he has practice today so really? you know he's really into sports so we sports had this conversation kid. on the show of when it's appropriate for a man a new man in your life to meet your kid mm. what do you what, what would you say like first date? no hell okay. no <laughs> never for what are you getting me first date. i think i listen if it was me i would probably it would have to be a year because I feel like it takes about seven months for you to 
really get to know somebody. And you still and ain't going to know a, a nigga. Right. You ain't going to know a nigga after seven months. Right. So maybe a year, like if you and I are dating for about a year, then um, I may consider it. But definitely not. You can't have no, the first, first date. date. <laughs> Where no. would that be at? No, it's just, it's just roll up like, what you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like Leo's not gonna like anybody. So, you know, the other day he was like, I wanna marry you. I said, You can't marry me. I'm oh. your mom. I said, But you could find somebody like mama. Well, at least you know he's straight. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't trying to marry no woman. <laughs> I was attracted, but whatever. Right. All right. So what do you what do you like least about being on the show or just being around some of these girls? The least thing I like, I guess the least thing is people. And I'm sure you could like you could you probably felt the same It's people really thinking they know who you are. Yeah. You know, I'm like when people meet me, they're like, wow, you're so nice. I'm like, I am. I'm like, the, you know, I'm cool. I'm like, I'm like the around the way girl. So I think that, you know, just people thinking that I'm. I'm just not nice or, you know, I'm a bitch or, you know, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other question? Well, what do you like most about the show? That it's just, it's been on, it's, it's, I was one of the first people that Shawnee called. So to be able to see, be a part of this show and the franchise and it's been on for so long, the fans, I love the fans. Mm-hmm. They support a lot of the stuff that, you know, I, I do, you know, so that was really why I came back was really because of the fans and the love. You know, yes, there's negativity, obviously, but, you know, for the most part, the fans have always been supportive. So are you and Jennifer friends now? No. You're not friends because you guys were like ride or die for a long time, right? I was right? excited that, when was it, last year? Yeah, it was last. coming back. I was ex- yeah. genuinely excited. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I got my friend back and... Then it went to shit because stuff came out and that it she was said just, about um, about your daughter. Right? She had made wow. yes. So yeah. I, well, the first pill that was hard for me to swallow was her um, actively trying to find receipts that I was fucking Shaq. Wow. Nice. And that came on last season. Wow. Right. And yes, so that fucked me up because. I'm like, you and I have ran the streets in Miami. And of course, if you're saying that maybe you could find receipts. People are going to believe it. People are going to believe you because we've been friends for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So that really hurt my feelings. And it could have ruined my relationship with Shawnee. And it could have ruined her relationship with the father of her kids. It could have stopped a bag with you being on the show. It could have created problems for Shaq and whoever he may be with. Yeah, it was that. So I moved past that because I also said, you know what, this is, it came out on the show. I'm not going to allow any show gossip to affect my friendship with her because I genuinely love her. And then it came out later that she was um, talking about my daughter. So that one was hard because people are always like, well, you forgave Jackie. You know, she was talking about your daughter. So how can you forgive her? Well, she's been in my daughter's life from six years old. She's been at birthday parties, so she's been a you know she's been around my family. Jackie, when Jackie made the comments she she did about Shanice, she didn't even know her, mm-hmm. so it was hard to move past that. So what? Okay, whatever happened to the girl you beat up when you first got on the show? I forgot her name. <laughs> Reese. No, no, I forgot about her. Yeah, I be seeing Reese on niggas' pages that I like. I'm like, girl, you too public to be doing that. Um, <laughs> who? who was it? The long hair, bl- black hair. She oh. had a bat in her mouth. Her speech impediment. She had a speech oh, impediment. Susie. Yeah. Susie! I was so mad at Susie that season because she just kept talking. Like she a- was a lot. What what happened to her? You know, she lives in Miami. We're cool. So Susie and I were super cool. I remember Susie? Yeah, we lo- we were trying to get Susie to come back last season, but she just she can't deal with the. 
with the public scrutiny. She can't deal with people. I'm friends with Tahiri. Tahiri her. said she was losing her hair from the stress of being was, on Love and Hip Hop. Like she just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's, you know? it's look, it's everybody can't deal with mm-hmm. people telling you you ain't shit. All, all day. <laughs> all day. You wake up. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but. I got to a place where I would wake up. The first thing I want to do is go see what people were saying, like, because it was so much. Right. Did right. it affect you, like, at first, or? At, you know what? At first, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like when the fir- when the show first, first aired, and me, and, you know, me watching my Twitter numbers. You, you know, this thing was going like this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I knew my life had changed forever. But then you, you know, you get used to the bullshit. You're like, look, everybody's not gonna like you, mm-hmm. and you know, don't pay attention to comments. And you know, now we have block buttons. Back then, we didn't really have a block button. Right. We kind of mm-hmm. had to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where are you with Tammy? So Tammy and I, we are non-existent. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't film this last season per her request. Really? I didn't, yeah. Wait, so you guys can request whether or not you get to film with other people? Well, I guess she did, yeah. I guess she requested not to film with me. And, I mean, I didn't have a problem filming with her. I'm like, it is what it is. But, but why, though? Because you guys know. are you like, have to ask I'm not even going to say OGs. I'm just going to say you guys are both extremely entertaining. Yeah, no, and we've had fun moments together, you know. I mean, I look at some of the old stuff and, you know, yes, we've had epic fights, but they're they're... <laughs> They have also been, you know, funny moments Is it jealousy? and stuff like that. But like, I yeah, have what no happened? Yeah, what happened? Like, what was the catalyst for the it, so, for the beginning of the end? So last season, when Jennifer came back, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer was originally supposed to come back through Tammy. So they have formed a little friendship and alliance, and then that's where those conversations were going on about finding the receipts right for the shack stuff Mm. but then jennifer came on the show and we really genuinely became friends (laughs) so then tammy had exposed that nah bitch that's why you were trying to find (laughs) that wasn't the plan yeah so i don't know what the issue is you know it's like the season before that i was like okay we're cool you know i don't you know we've been fighting for years for what (laughs) i don't even know do you feel like do, do you ever wake up and say you know what i wish i can just have a private life again sometimes you know but at the same time i i feel like i do live a private life because you know when i'm not filming and, and the show's not airing i'm literally in my own cocoon so and i do that on purpose to be able to try to kind of balance the bullshit sometimes mm. you know I don't know why I'm thinking this question, but I'm going to ask it. Have you ever met Rihanna? Because I kind of feel like... <laughs> yeah. No, because no, having met her now and been in her area and the vibe in, I could tell y'all would be cl- good we friends. We hung out. We've done Halloween together. Uh-oh. She I is... Talk, I can tell. Yeah, she could, is... Well, and the reason why we met was because she... I know she was a fan of the show. I don't know if she still watches the show, but she was tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. And then um, she was like, uh, we need to hang out one day. And I was like, fuck yeah, bitch! <laughs> we gotta hang out. And we did. And she was just the most humble, greatest person ever. We did Halloween and we were at her house and, and yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and and it, it is crazy to, to, because she, she had mentioned some about my storyline this season on Love and Hip Hop about my brother dying and I was thinking like how dialed in she is to reality TV that you just never know who's watching she is from my understanding like when she's on the road she she's able to kind of keep up and watch it and she loves some ratchet TV yeah Yeah. I could see I I mean when you meet her like I could see why y'all would hang out Yeah, Yeah, but you guys have you guys also have you know the whole domestic violence uh, you know situations Mm -hmm. in common where um, the victim was blamed, yeah. you and her. Um, you know, her because there was reports she went back after the fact, right. and you just because 
um, of the perception of you right. being so combative. Mm. Like, what was right. what was that like having to deal with being, you know, made the villain when you're clearly the victim? Was, and especially with women. Oh my attacking gosh, you. it was very, you know, it was very. Her and I, we've never had a conversation about our mm. incidents. It's never been a conversation, but it was difficult. But at the same time, I also kind of understood why people were connecting the two. Because, you know, this was Miami, crazy days. Oh, you probably hit him. And not saying that it's okay, because it's not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was like, okay. And then I started thinking, you know, I believe in karma. And and Miami days was was crazy mm -hmm. as far as, like, the show. So I thought to myself, is that my karma coming back to me? You know, you start thinking stuff. So, But it, it was tough. It was tough. You know, I had so many people and then fans of his, like, you ruined his, this man's career. And I'm like... I did not ruin this man's career, and he has spoken about it publicly mm -hmm. himself and has said, like, like, I fucked up, and I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm glad I'm past it, and, mm -hmm. and it was definitely a very, you know, crazy period in my life when well, that was going on. Well, like Rihanna, you both smell really good. Did, <laughs> do you know why there's this whole online thing about her smelling? Because I talked about meeting her, and every, her fan pages were like, what'd she smell like? <laughs> <laughs> she smelled great. And she has nice feet. Does she? Oh, yes, yeah. her feet have been a, a topic of conversation. I know this because I know Chad has tweeted about her feet, and it made me look at her feet. <laughs> well, I, ain't, I ain't seen her feet yet. Yeah, she has. She has nice feet. It's time for another Hollywood hookup. That's right. Okay, so since we are now a syndicated radio show, uh -huh. we are traveling a lot, and <laughs> the luggage situation with my toiletries. I have like I have a bag. Just for my toiletries alone. I've seen it. Let me tell you what makes it so simple is scentbird.com. Oh, uh, yeah, I like okay? scentbird. Okay, because I like to smell good, obviously. She smells great. And I know you guys appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, but I like to have more than one scent while we're traveling because different scents go with different moods and True. stuff like that. So you get to get these travel size bottles. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite perfume? Uh, I like Cologne. to rock some Tom Ford, you know, especially you get a little, little sample of it. I think how many sprays they give you? It's like a nice little sample bottle. Tom Ford on them. Just, you know, God flex a little bit. Yeah, I well, they've got over 600 designer brands um, for you to choose from. Uh, you know, different colognes and perfumes every single month. It's a luxury fragrance subscription service. Oh yes. Um, and they have more than 600 designer brands Ooh. for you to choose uh, from each month. And you can choose the cologne that you want to try. They'll send you a 30 day supply. Nice. If you're not sure what scent you're looking for, you can sort and find your new fragrances by brand, style, occasion, season, and more. Like I said. I like to try things, you know, different scents for different outfits, different seasons. <laughs> exactly. Plus, they also have products in other categories like skincare and wellness. Oh. They have a couple of brands exclusively for men, including Anthony Brands, Zero, and Ernest Supplies. Yeah, I'm going to get some of that Ernest Supplies. Yeah, you should try. We should try that. And with an exclusive <laughs> offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off of your first month today. Ooh. That's only $10 for your first month fragrance nice go to scentbird.com slash unlocked or use my code unlocked for 30 percent off of your first month again that is scent s c e n t bird.com slash unlocked for you to try your first perfumer cologne for just ten dollars sign on and smell amazing and that's your hollywood hookup baby 
Okay, so I have a book that I've been Random. working on that's getting ready to come out. You've written books. What is that process like? Do you, have you written a memoir? Like a no, they're um like romance novels. Okay. So they're like so this this uh, last book was called The Perfect Date. So it's like a romance beach read. It was about a baseball player and Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx. <laughs> so, you know, people. I know Carl was like, um, you wrote a book about a boy. I'm like, dude, it has nothing to do with you. It's all like just stories. So yeah, it's just romance novels that that I like to to write and put it together and, and and i do add some real stories so um people when they read it they feel like it's it's my life mm -hmm. but it's it's all embellished would you ever write a story about your life i w i was just talking about this three days ago i want to i want to write a book about um surviving domestic violence and also being a teen mom because i get a lot of messages from young moms you know how did you get through this it's so hard i mean look i was on welfare i i got pregnant at 16 i was on wick so oh, all the WIC. programs My yeah mom was on WIC. yeah but i mean it helped me so much WIC is that love that's yes. love right there yeah, yeah for sure so you know i want to be able to you know write a book about um you know the challenges and how i was able to kind of just you know get out of those situations mm. and you know just kind so, of like a self-help so were you on welfare during the government cheese days yes oh my god that, that it was like a block it was the best cheese yeah ever <laughs> i would just eat the it cheese was a, I, you know what i never i I never ate the cheese because, you know, in New York, going to the deli and getting your cheese sliced yeah. is the thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the block cheese was a little too much for me, but yes, I, I they did give that it to us. That shit was fire. I ain't gonna lie. I would give that shit away. When they discontinued the cheese, like, people in my neighborhood were really upset. Right? <laughs> <laughs> was a conversation on the block. Do, so oh, so they don't do that now? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been. I mean, it's I a fancy now. Even with welfare, they have, like, a, you know. No, you get a little card. No yeah. credit cards. Before you, you want to see the book? pull out the stamps. Uh, yeah, with no. the colored money. It looked like Monopoly money. And, and I'm really upset by that because I feel like the no, shame I, I had when we were on welfare, these kids don't get to, <laughs> they don't get to experience no. the same. They don't get the the coupon yeah right. oh they, my they god cards, yeah, so it's a card now you think they got that amex it's ebt right like, shout out to everybody out there struggling we all have a struggle we've all we had a struggle all do. but we work yes. hard and we we overcome and i appreciate you uh coming up here uh and just answering every question like people who mm -hmm. come and answer every question are the best guests yeah. oh thank you look i'm not gonna lie i was like oh my god you know i was like i didn't even kind of like pre-talk about this but <laughs> i was like fuck that shit like yeah. i don't have i mean she didn't say don't talk about this don't yeah. bring this up yeah we don't want to talk about that sweetie they i think she just tried it recently but we asked her everything anyway yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's like what the show is yeah mm -hmm. it is what it is and i get what the show is and and it's cool but i feel like when you living in your truth walking in your truth and just it is what it is like people have to respect that you i mean yeah. when you you know and i just wish people would understand you know people like you like me like melissa and, and you've been on tv go on to television to entertain you like it you <laughs> love it and then you hate it when you don't see something you don't like or mm -hmm. or you try to put somebody in a box based on a false narrative i just think that like if, i wish people would just think a little deeper mm -hmm. i i agree and i mean again it's people's lives relationship i have a friend that all this stuff was put out about her and you know people's lives are genuinely being ruined because somebody's trying to ruin them cancel culture publicly. yeah so you know yes i feel like do your research really think about you know whatever is being put out there and 
you know, because a lot of blogs, they just post bullshit just mm -hmm. for clicks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, and people believe this bullshit. I'm like, I would encourage everybody to be a critical thinker. Like, you know, it's yes. just like, it don't take no time. It doesn't. To Google. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We come from the day and age of Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. We had to look everything up. You're like telling your age. You're telling right. your age. I tell my age all no, the time. But you, you just showed your age. I know. <laughs> now, I know. Now all you need now is to throw an AARP <laughs> card on the table. Can I tell you what I remember <laughs> about her when I, what I remember about her was that video that she did and she was jumping in a pool knock right? yourself out and i was like she's a bad bitch oh, thanks. Yes. Thanks. like your body everything was just and now amazing. she's an aarp card holder. proud member motherfucker <laughs> proud member well thank you for coming on the show don't be a stranger of course All thank right. you we out of here peace bye everybody peace <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by zoom there's nothing like meeting face-to-face, -face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. And connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom.